0: Hey, this is Cameron. Hey, this is Justin. We want to give a big shout out to Seven Element Athletics. They do so many great stuff for active duty and veterans in in the athletics arena, whether it's ice hockey or any types of sports to give veterans an outlet for things to do to keep them busy, to give them ice time and everything. They do a fantastic job. Cameron, we've both been a part of Seven Element Camps, and it's a great way to raise money to help out veterans, right? Absolutely. They do great work. They take care of everybody it's fantastic so make sure you visit 7element.org or visit them on Facebook on Twitter anything to give them a lot of support I know Seamace and Hal Guild they're a part of it as well they do great great work with people in our community to help give them an outlet and things to do when they're off duty or when they're retired when they're done and it's for first responders too so it's not just those who have been in the military but first responders are part of this make sure you do everything you can to support 7element our official podcast sponsor
1: get them tax credits Ooh, ah. yeah, yeah. 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 Ooh. 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 Ah. yeah. yeah. that we're already going and we're already going oh hey justin hey cam what are we going to talk about again i think (laughs) we're supposed to talk about hockey
0: and pop culture and movies potentially or things related to movies yeah
1: and how much we love the predal tavern (sighs) 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 sean if you're listening to this i'm sorry
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how about the predators hot start to the year
1: yeah (laughs) Um, it's a shame though because like we just found out like Forsberg's not playing tonight against Arizona. Yeah, this um, is
0: where we're recording this right before the Arizona <clears throat> Predators game, which we decided to do that because we figure that Arizona's going to give them fit, so it's going to be like a one zero game.
1: Um, <laughs> I've got a question for you. Oh, already? Yeah. Um. Yes. Sorry. Uh <laughs> you getting distracted Well little bit. Um so um, Paul Correa still holds the like all time points record for the Predators that he does. Right? in one season that he does. one season yep um, I mean with the pace the offense is playing at like you think it's you think it's reasonable to expect that to be smashed this year I wouldn't say smashed I think broken <laughs> I think it's very plausible that Matt Duchesne breaks
0: that record I think it was, uh, who was Um, it that was saying that they think that Matt Duchesne is going to get 90 plus points? I
1: don't know. (laughs) There's
0: someone out there thinking Matt is going to... Oh, yeah, sorry, it's J.P. Dumont on Smashville Live. Oh, really? On Wednesday night. Yeah, he said that he believes that Matt Duchesne could get 90 plus points this season. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be interesting. I, I really think, I mean, if Matt Duchesne gets to 70 points... That's a successful season for what's expected out of him and this club. Yeah. So anything over that is a tremendous success. I mean, he has nine points in six games. So if he even averages a point per game, then you're then you're going to break the record.
1: Yeah. 85 points. Yeah. Is the <clears throat> number to beat. Yeah. So a point per game and then a little bit over. <laughs> yeah. Which is interesting. Uh, Paul Korea had a plus minus of negative six that year. It happens. Yeah, like especially on a team like the Predators, like you, you know the way the the classic Predators, classic Predators, yes, yeah. of
0: course, because the the high scoring team, the record I believe is like two seventy two something like that. The goals for for the season, that's not a lot for a record. Yeah, it really isn't because the pace they're on right now is three eighty something.
1: Yeah, so, I, I mean don't... obviously that's going to. Right. Like, they're going to swoon on that but, number. But it just but, shows
0: that if they would average three and a half, four goals, yeah. you're going to smash those things. And so, it is a record that's meant to be
1: broken. Yeah. For sure. I'm looking at this stat sheet for Paul Correa, and it said MDA. And I'm like, who is MDA? What team is MDA? And then I'm like, oh, the Mighty Ducks, Ducks of, of Anaheim, Anaheim. Of course. Before they were just yeah. the Ducks. The Bef- Anaheim Ducks. Before their logo is just a webbed letter. Oh.
0: I want to give people the D. <laughs> give him a little webby d
1: mm-hmm. mm, webby d yeah mm, um, webby d. I mean I was in the camp of you know I'm not like I wasn't sure if the Predators were better minus Subban plus Duchesne mm-hmm. I mean right now it's looking pretty good but they're also like I've got some concerns about the fact that like a lot of these wins are like come from behind or, yeah. you know, it's like <clears> a 5-3 <throat> to three win. Or, you know, sure. it seems like they're giving up a whole lot. And that's... But
0: but it shows that they have that ability to come from behind. They have the offensive power. Of course. I want to say in years past, but you think three or four years ago? Yeah. If they were down by two plus goals, would they have that ability, the, the offensive power to battle back? They would only have one line that could do that. Now yeah. they have two lines... Plus a potential third line that could chip in if they really needed to. And if you keep Turris in the fourth line for some reason, then you have him that can chip in while he's carrying the fourth line. Yeah. Like, so
1: I'm not going to say I know what will happen. I just feel like you can't, you know, score four third period goals every you're night. You're not Drumstradamus? <laughs> no. No. It feels right now like they could score four thir- third period goals every night because oh, they yeah. basically
0: are. Yeah, because they because ha- they've had to in some games and yeah. battled back. But in
1: terms of the the goals,
0: one of the concerns, and I think obviously this is going to settle down, but the goals allowed because yeah they're scoring plenty of goals, but they're allowing goals. It just it's not as a concern right now because the record is okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't really look at that as an issue because you're like, oh yeah, they won five three. Oh, they won they won five uh, two, which is great. Yeah. Or, oh, they battled back and they, they still lost, but they gave up five or six goals. Well, that's an issue, but you're not going to really worry about it unless it's middle of the season and it's still an issue. Because right now, they're still working things out. I mean, you only have one pairing that's really together. Yeah. That's been together for more than 15 games, and that is Yossi Ellis, unless you have Erwin Weber, which is questionable. and Then you have, you know, Ir- and then, sorry, Weber Hamhus, <laughs> But Fabro Ekholm, who they're obviously giving minutes to, giving yeah. Dante Fabro minutes and throwing him right into the fire and not protecting him near as much. But the one thing that I'm, I don't want to say surprised about, is they're not giving Fabro power play time right now. Yeah. I'd really like to see Dante Fabro get some time on the power play because that's where you can allow him to get even more comfortable comfortable and build more confidence offensively because power play is where you're supposed to be chipping in as a defensive. Yeah. That's where you can cheat in a little bit. You're not going to get easily as beat as you would five on five, which Fabro has had a rough game or two this season, which is totally fine. It's expected, and he's rebounded back from it.
1: Yeah, like it. If anything, it's he, he's just had a couple instances where he's looked a little awkward, right? Like he's, um, he's a rookie, especially on uh, defending the rush, right? Like I think his backwards pace is right, like, still adjusting, still adjusting. Like I, I think people have more speed and are able to. Um, put on the rocket boots a lot quicker sure. once they get into the zone. They, they know they're on sides. And well, that's zoom. okay. And it's yeah. okay.
0: I'm not saying you know just to dismiss it, but it's okay because he's not costing them games right now. He's no, learning. He it's, needs it's just
1: that thing where in the small sample size we had at the end of the season, right. we didn't really see that, and right. now we're kind of seeing... You
0: need more exposure. Yeah, exactly. Because he was on a third pairing, and especially at home when you determine matchups the way you can at home, oh, well, yeah, he's definitely protected. That's okay. You don't want to throw a rookie to the wolves as a defenseman like that. Mm. Look at the hard time people were giving Seth Jones. And he was still good. Like, he was good in his <laughs> first couple <laughs> seasons. And people were blaming uh, him for stuff. I've
1: that out. The Seth Jones haters. Oh, people Seth Jones hated Seth it, Jones. Hated
0: Seth Jones. And I, maybe this is a good segue into third pairings. Because, yes, <laughs> everybody bags in the third pairing. My question, and this isn't me being a heel or anything like that, but it's a true question, how many teams have a really good third pairing? If you have a really good third pairing, how are you affording that? So that's the thing for me is that I think people were a little spoiled about having Seth Jones as a third-pairing defenseman like that for a couple seasons, and so you're expecting even more from the third pair, and you're not going to get that. They're supposed to play limited minutes, or the third pairing. The top four are supposed to play the heavy minutes, and now Seth Jones is over there about to win a Norris Trophy the next couple of years with Columbus because of the type of player he's turned into, which we all knew was going to happen. Yeah. And so,
1: looking back, you still do that trade. like Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You still do
0: that trade. Given what you had on the roster and everything of that sort, they wouldn't be where they are right now and as competitive and contenders if they didn't make that trade. Yeah. They had to make that trade because of what it opened up for them and everything. So, But it's still funny to think about third-pairing defenses on most teams, how many of them
1: are really, really good? Well, I've got Arizona pulled up, and I can't even pronounce these names. Like, I'm pretty positive they're made up. Let me see. Let me see. Um, Kyle Capobiano. Capobiano. Capobiano? Capobiano. No, it's Capobianco. Capibianco. Oh, boy. Um, Jordan Osterlay. Osterlay? Osterlay. Osterway. Oh, boy. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. You're, you're
0: as bad as our boys of Music City Gold. <laughs> no, but but for real, usually you're having either old veterans paired with a young kid or a lot of youth on your third pairing. So they're going to play limited and protected and things like that. So I'm not trying to excuse some of the mistakes the third pairing has made for the Predators. But it's more of a what are the expectations for them? Is it okay to temper those expectations a little bit
1: given on the minutes we're supposed to be playing? You know who's oh, on boy. the third pair for uh, Minnesota? Who's that? Nashville Predators legend Brad Hunt. Oh, Brad Hunt, yeah. yeah. Brad
0: Hunt plays on a power play <laughs>
1: for the Wild. <clears throat> Speaking uh. of the
0: Wild, <laughs> Kevin freaking Fiala getting healthy scratched. Yeah. 1.5 games and it's an assist. And he gets healthy scratched after signing a three-year extension, right? Yeah. An extension with the Minnesota Wild, Paul Fenton. So he gets scratched because he's not playing the game they needed him to be playing but you're taking a purely offensive type of player, expecting him to play shutdown forward-style defense, the trap that Minnesota loves to do all the time, yeah. or just as boring, boring hockey, and you're going to scratch him? You suck as a team, and you're going to scratch a player like Kevin Fiala that can actually give you an opportunity to
1: score. Well, Boudreaux's getting fired, right? Well, I would think so. Yeah. What the hell is going on in Minnesota? Didn't they have a horrible game tonight? They, they may have. They yeah. have plenty of horrible games, man. It's hard to choose Oh Well, one. yeah. I mean, and that's that's exactly where they belong. Oh,
0: yeah. I made fun of Ottawa all last season, right? Yeah. I'm not making fun of Ottawa near as much now because there's some potential there with some talent and yeah. the draft and everything. But Minnesota's
1: a dumpster fire. I mean, they still have uh, Eugene Melnick, so like the potential can only get you so far. They
0: are a team. Yeah, the Minnesota Wild <laughs> got shut out by the Canadiens 4-0. So, <laughs> a fantastic start there for the Minnesota Wild who will obviously not be making the playoffs. Yeah. We can we already can we already put
1: that put that out there on the standings? Yeah. <laughs> well, like they've got these old dudes locked up on those classic contracts where you could go for 13 years or something ridiculous. The
0: number one line average age is like 33. Yeah. And folks, when you think about it, that's like 6 years past the prime of most yeah. players
1: and it's getting to the point where if um, If Ryan Suter had signed here, he wouldn't still be here at this point. No, he would have been traded away. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> he totally would have been traded away.
0: And it's it's just interesting to look at things and blessings in disguise because over the time span since Ryan Suter and Zach Parisi signed with Minnesota, compare what each team has accomplished. Yeah, for sure. And again, yes, I know. Well, they still haven't won a Stanley Cup. But overall, has the team accomplished new franchise records yeah. and franchise setting history? Yes. Have the Minnesota Wild? Hell no.
1: They've been to the <clears> conference <throat> final like once, right? Right, and that was really early in their their yeah, um, franchise history. Yeah, that was against history. the Ducks when they were still the Mighty Ducks. Man, right, I'm, right. I so it's very early in their history. So yeah. it's just
0: interesting to look at that callback. Oh my god. <laughs> Mighty, the mighty... I want. I kind of want to say Mighty Drunks because, because of our team name. The Mighty Drunks of Anaheim.
1: No, I always like making fun of the Anaheim team names because it's the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. of Anaheim. And I always say the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim in California <laughs> on planet Earth in the United States and so on. Or if you're like a lot of people on social media, the Los Angeles Angles. Because <laughs> I always used to autocorrect yeah. people. No, it, um... <laughs> You know, I'd love watching my favorite team ruin Mike Trout's career if I were an Angels <laughs> fan. That's it's a fantastic thing to experience, oh I'm gosh. sure.
0: Oh man! Yeah. So back to the Predators on this because I, mean, I love to bag on the Minnesota Wild just because it's sure. hilarious to do that. So let's let's talk about the goaltending situation. And I don't want to say situation, but it's one of those things that it seems like Yusuf Saros is having the same type of start to his season. This is so early in the season, I know. Yeah, but a rough. First two games of the season for him, but it happened last year. We had a rough couple of games, and he got into a rhythm.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what they need to do. They like you need to work him out. Make of, him play. Yeah, you need and. A lot of that's also, like, a team statistic. Like, I know Goaltender needs to be the... They're just supposed to be the last... Under, right. Uh, <coughs> um, they're supposed to be the last line of defense. Like, you got to count on them to make the saves when you need it. But, um, circling back to... How I feel about, you know, these battle back wins and stuff like that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, you gotta play good defense in front of the goaltender. You can't like, hang him out to drive. No. And, I mean, Pekka's getting older. Like, you can't count on him for all of that all the time either. You can't Not expect to him
0: to 60-plus games. No. He shouldn't be. Like, he should be. No. You should be saving him and saving his good games for the yeah. playoffs.
1: It need, It really needs to start swinging more Soros' direction um, just from a, like, a, you know... Yeah, Pekka gets that. What's the NBA term for, like, um, load management? Yeah, lo- Man- hashtag load management. Yeah. And,
0: and Rene totally gets that as well. That's where I still think uh, I'd like to see this year be a 60-40. Yeah. And then next season a 50-50, even.
1: I was saying that last year, though. Oh, uh, I know, so. I, I've been pushing, I wanted last year to be 60-40. I've been pushing for
0: 60-40 for two seasons now. Yeah. Obviously, it is nothing against Pekka Rene. It is about getting Sorrow set so you have a smooth transition. Yeah. and Because you, you don't want him
1: to go from 20% to 70%. Yeah. Especially, like, if Rene ever gets a s- similar injury to what he had before where he had to go down for surgery and stuff like that, he's probably not coming back. You shut up right now, Cameron Gumpy. Knock on wood.
0: You shut up right now. <laughs> Prince Facebook's going to be all over that ass now.
1: Well, bring bringing on. <laughs>
0: So, now, okay, so here's another thing. Do you have any surprises so far this season? I have one.
1: Um... I mean, I expected... It's this weird thing where, like, it's not that uh, Granlin hasn't done anything, but, like, I expected him to stand out a lot more this season, and it's just that everybody else has done so much more. He's, he's doing a lot! What do you want? He's kind of getting overshadowed. Okay, overshadowed is better.
0: <laughs> it's better, but he's fitting right in. He's making oh for sure look
1: so good out there,
0: too. Yeah. His patience on that goal... That goal in L.A. Mm-hmm. was beautiful.
1: Oh, for sure. Like, he's making the right plays in it. Like, it's obviously an improvement over last year. It's just well, funny. Well, no shit. It's just funny that he improves, but he's just in the shadow of um. He, he still could have Duchesne a 60-point season. Ford. That's what I'd like for him
0: is a 60-point season from, yeah. from Mikkel Glemlund. What What do you look at me like that
1: for? Nothing.
0: Porth gives me the same look when I say the guy's name correctly. <laughs> he's like, you keep trying that, Whatever. I'll keep going. Now, here's my surprise. The Dallas Stars.
1: Yeah. Oh, boy. And so one of my... You were predicting them to be the team to beat.
0: And they still could be. Remember, things yeah. can happen. and swing and change anytime time right now. But one of our musicians at the National Symphony, so for those that don't know, my day job's the National Symphony. Mm-hmm. So one of our musicians, <laughs> Derek, the trombonist is a huge Dallas Stars fan and it's so funny because he'll blow me up talking about <laughs> the Stars and everything and now he's in fan freakout mode given their start and me, the one that covers the Preds, is trying to calm him down saying they have a talented team. They're going to put it together, man. It's going to be okay. They're one of my picks to be tops in the division. He goes, yeah, but they might need to make a move soon. They might need to trade Ratteloff mm-hmm. and all this stuff. He's like, it's going to be coming. Like, We're less than 10 games in the season, man you have a very talented team that you are cheering for. So it's kind of interesting to see how the expectations are for Dallas fans and given their start, given how they won two rounds. Yeah. In the playoffs. They won two rounds in the playoffs, so the expectations are to go further, just like what happened with the Preds. You build, you build, you build, you get you get a big victory in the playoffs. You build from there, you get another big victory in the playoffs. You mm-hmm. expect the next regular season to go well and they're off to a really shitty start.
1: Yeah. Um it's also Interesting because, like you know, they legit won that playoff series. Like the Predators just weren't ready to play, and oh, they yeah. came in and they they trounced them. They prepared better and stopped the power play. Yeah, the Predators
0: stopped themselves.
1: Yeah, <laughs> power play is looking good.
0: It is. I like it right now. They're above the um me the above the median. Yeah, the median. They're above the median for the league right now, which I think they're in twelfth. Hovering on the 12th, or 13th position and power play conversion percentage. Which, which is, is respectable, want. yeah. Yeah, you want league average. If you're league average, no one's going to complain.
1: Yeah. See, I disagree, though, because I don't feel like any fan base in the league is, like, if you ask them about their power play, they'd probably say, like, yeah, I don't I just need some work. I'm not satisfied. Because, like, a good pl- uh, power play percentage is, like, what?
0: 20-something percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, like... Which is good. Yeah. And the Preds were at 12th. Yeah.
1: I, like, from an optics perspective, I'm sure plenty of fans would be like, no, the power play sucks, and it's like, well, it's actually like sixth in the league.
0: Well, I think, so I think the difference is, is the situation a team is in. Yeah. So when you start looking at the Predators' power play last year, and if they converted at league average in the Stars series, they would have won that series. Yeah. So right there is where you point to the problem yeah. of things, and then... For instance, in the regular season, if they were average on the power play, they would have run away with the Central Division, Mm -hmm. probably by a good 10 to 12 points. Like, the power play would have been good enough to swing at least six or seven games Mm -hmm. for the Predators. So that's how good this team potentially could be if they just get the power play on average. So if they're better than average, that is even better for them. If they're just below average, it's still an improvement. I mean, they know where to go but up. So if they just improve those little things like that and continue to produce, especially offensively, which they already are right now, and we'll see how it goes with the season, but you add to that a power play they can produce on average, then the team is set up for success. Not necessarily have to be division success, when the when the division again, although it's a nice banner to hang, or to just reveal, which is what <laughs> they did, to just reveal the banner, but and and then they- it sets you up for success in the playoffs, and that's what you want.
1: The, um, the thread on Reddit after that was funny because people were like, no, that's like actually what people do. Like, you know, you display the central division banner. Like yeah. the, the only reason it was funny last year is because it was regular season Western conference. Yeah. Like this year was the norm.
0: Yeah. You just reveal it. It's already hanging. Cause that, okay. Had they raised it, <laughs> then let the making fun of come in. For but sure. they didn't. They just revealed it, which is what every other stinking team does. You just reveal it. And does it, and it wasn't that long. It was like a, what, a minute and a half long thing? Yeah. It didn't even take that long.
1: No, I think I went and got a soda during that time.
0: Oh, speaking of what, do you think? Do you like the souvenir cups?
1: Uh, I don't do the souvenir cups. I do the bottomless okay. soda because I can drink... You can drink a lot of soda. I can drink a lot of soda, as you can see. Yeah.
0: No, they can't see. can't. <laughs> I can see it, but it's an empty bottle of Diet Dr. Pepper, which is normally what he has when we record. Yeah. And I have a Coors Light. I mean, not, <laughs>
1: not just when we record. Like, right, you every time. Through life. <laughs> through life, I've got Diet Dr. Diet Pepper with DP me. Diet DP is life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but, well, so, okay. In terms of what we're noticing. Okay. During the games... When the Preds are on the penalty kill and they go back to full strength, have you noticed them making a noise?
1: What is that noise? I don't know.
0: We're <laughs> trying to figure it out in the press box. I can't figure it out.
1: You know, and it's a shame because Game Ops is always so good. Like Yeah, I just want to know what it is. Yeah. I didn't the Titans even steal somebody from the Preds Game Ops at one point. I have no idea. No. I'm pretty sure I heard a rumor about that but just What the hell is
0: that sound? Like, I wanna know, like Colorado like, has the power up Yeah, from Mario.
1: Yeah, this year in particular, things are just a little bit odd. The five one five zero power play song. I mean, obviously we love it, but fans aren't happy, right? <laughs> well, and right? Then, yeah? and I,
0: I I okay. Here's the thing. It is a goddamn song. I don't care. <laughs> sure. I I don't care. It is a pu- it's a publicity thing. That's great for Dirks Bentley. He made a video for it. He even changed the lyrics.
1: Yeah. The lyrics
0: are different. If you haven't noticed, people, listen. He changed the lyrics to fit. For the power play in the arena and The prints. It's just not a
1: hype song
0: now. No, I understand that. I understand that. There are songs that I'd like to hear, hear, but...
1: Yeah. I I mean, at the end of the day, they can play whatever stupid song. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, go score on the damn power play. Yeah.
0: That's what it comes down to for that. And I wouldn't say... In terms of game ops, I think it's one of those things where there's still... You gotta get used to a new fang vision thing. Yeah, used to that. There's probably some delays they figured out new wiring. There's there's so much stuff they're trying to keep up with as well. And this isn't me being like a, you know, a figment a figure of the team talking. It's a I get it because I've seen the issues that sometimes they have to deal with technology wise. And we I mean they laugh about stuff too when things glitch. It just happens. It's normal with electronics. Things are gonna happen. Yeah. Um. But they take a pretty pretty good care of that. And luckily, I know people complain about prices. On stuff. Luckily, you're seeing that be reinvested. At least, yeah. I mean, is there always more to be done? Absolutely, more to be done. I cannot wait for the damn press box next off season. <laughs> Holy crap! I'm so excited about that. But at least you're seeing things like a new Megatron. You're seeing improvements on the, with the ribbon boards. You're seeing the the new um, club level, uh, the Happen Harry's yeah. Lounge, which is. For anyone, like it's not a business that owns it. Anybody can rent it for any game. Yeah, which and is nice.
1: The parts that blew me away is that they extended the concourse yeah. out further. Which, they had to. You know, just tells me like with their right investment, they could do that throughout the entire place. The entire which is place. crazy. They just
0: laid down new concrete and supports yeah. and everything, and boom, it was there. So it shows that they can do whatever they really want to.
1: Yeah, because you
0: see the investment <laughs> of being in that location. They have to make it. And I've said this so many times. You have to make it like Nashville's Madison Square Garden.
1: Yeah, and like I think um, Sean Henry has said, he wants it to last as long as like their original yeah. um, Yankee Stadium. Yeah, and, which he felt like should have been there longer. But yeah, well, yeah. You know,
0: it's in this location. You just have to keep improving it. And you, there's no, there's no reason why you can't with technology yeah. nowadays and buildings like that. If you just improve it.
1: If they were gonna build a new arena, the only place they could put it is like the um, the refinery the uh, other side of the river. The other side of the river. That's the yeah. only place that would make any type of be sense. Insane. It it won't be the same, but like that's the only place where you're like, okay, like it'll fit. Yeah, but that's where the baseball stadium's gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> can we talk about that for a minute?
0: Oh, well, of course we can.
1: So this organization, this uh, you know, fly by night organization. That's a group of people that are pretty powerful. Sure, they are, but like. You know... You're, the way you said, sure, they
0: are. They have money, man. Money you know is power. Uh,
1: sure. <laughs> so, there's a few issues I have okay. with this whole process. You are
0: much more of a baseball fan than me, so I'm very curious to see what you have to say about
1: it. So, they named the team. It's going to be the, what is it, the Nashville Stars? Yes. They don't have a team to name, but this team has a name. Right. Okay, so, like, first off, I'm like, okay, that's hokey, because, like, you know, they're talking about moving the Orioles to, um, you know, Nashville, and I'm like, are you really going to change the Orioles name? Like, that's a pretty historic franchise. Like, I don't think you're going to do that. Right. Not for the Nashville stars. Um, Oh, boy. So, okay, so then they're like, okay, here's some renderings for a um, stadium. The renderings show a stadium that they don't have a plan to finance on property they don't have
0: at the end of the pedestrian bridge
1: <laughs> at the end of the pedestrian bridge so they have no plan to purchase the land required they have no plan to finance the entire project in general at least none that we've seen you know you can have all the money in the world and it's still going to be a nightmare trying to get that thing greenlit and if you are actually trying to put the effort forth to have it greenlit you're not just going to throw that stuff up on twitter and be like ooh
0: you're going to... So, drive the price up. No.
1: Yeah. Like, it's never going to happen. There's no plan to make it happen. They're just like, hey, wouldn't this be cool? Well, yeah. It'd be great. Like... So somebody just
0: do the renderings? Like, we're going to pay you money to do this. It's never going to happen, but here's some money to do rendering.
1: Now, the level of cynicism co- coming from me is I've seen so many um, Oakland A's stadium renderings throughout the years that have never happened. <laughs> But, like, those ones actually had some sort of plan originating in the whole process. These have absolutely no plan. They don't have a franchise. They don't have the (laughs) the financing required for any steps of this. All they've got is a fancy rendering. And that's it.
0: I need to ask this about Oakland.
1: Yes. What's with Oakland? So... Everybody everybody leaving Oakland. Yeah. So, um, what I've heard most recently is that... So, it's the Oakland Alameda Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a whole complex. They've got the Coliseum. They've got the arena where um, the... Um, Warriors? The Golden State uh, Seals. Are oh, in the, the Seals. Okay. Yeah. So, it's got some hockey history there. Uh-huh. The Golden State Warriors, I guess, if you're into that sort of thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> but... Uh, but like, you know, back in the sixties, this was like a world-class facility. Like, right. you know, it was all connected underneath like Disneyland and stuff oh, like that's that. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, yeah, it's like this, you so, know. hey, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> well, now it's 2019 and, you know, they need to grind the thing up into the kitty litter. Um, oh, God. <clears throat> that's, that's really what needs to happen, especially with all the septic issues they have there. They yeah. could use some, so, uh,
0: but why, why okay. It's, so,
1: they've got this big, beautiful property in the okay. middle of Oakland where that's at. Okay. Um, Raiders, they're leaving town. Yeah, they're going to Vegas, um, baby. Golden State Warriors, they're going across the bay. Right. Um, after decades and decades of history, like South I said, Francisco from the 60s. Team. <laughs> and it's so hilarious because every time you flip on espn for uh, like a golden state warriors game they show like the the cable car and people eating clam chowder out of a bread bowl it's like wrong side of the bay <laughs> it's like it takes like an hour to get to any of those things
0: <laughs> it's pretty funny
1: oh yeah it's hilarious but um so they've got that property And the Oakland A's are trying to be responsible and make sure they're just not leaving, like, a big pit in the Uh middle of town. So, they're talking about going to a waterfront baseball park, which has been really popular. Uh It's across the bay in San Francisco. Um, Pittsburgh is waterfront. Uh Um, Cincinnati is waterfront. Like, it's a good central Uh area because there's always stuff to do over there, and it looks nice and beautiful in the skyline. So... Um, the A's and the county came to an agreement to purchase that land so they can turn it into more of a recreational ballpark, still in their original shape. Uh-huh. Um, they'd have like an outdoor amphitheater, um, multi-use. Um, you know, basically what Which they're is
0: doing. What so many places are doing. Yeah, now. yeah,
1: yeah. So they're going to have low-income housing uh, along with you know high-end housing, just like what a lot of places are doing. Like what
0: they're trying to do with the, net, with the soccer stadium as well. Exactly. Revitalize the area while yeah. you're putting all this stuff in. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. And let me tell you, that area needs revitalized. Sure. It's an industrial side of town. Yeah. When you leave the Coliseum, you want to get out. <laughs> so kind of like where the Winter Classic's being held.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah. Everybody said, locally even said, you know, you don't want to stay near there.
1: Interesting. Go to the game. Leave. That's gotcha. why it's during the day. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah. So... Th- they reached an agreement with the county to purchase the land. Well, the city isn't happy with that. So the city has filed a lawsuit nice. and basically what it is, is like, you know, they're not looking for pro- or, uh, public money to build any of this. They're looking to, you know, purchase the land, take the debt off the mm-hmm. uh, county and the city's hands. But, you know, just all the litigation involved in California, they're looking to stronghold everything. They want to make it all low income housing and, um, have control over it, but they don't have the money to do that either. So, so they're moving. I don't know.
0: <laughs> so the, the desperation look that I just got from asking that question. Well, that's the this, only thing left for Oakland, right?
1: Yeah, the A's are it, and the A's have branded themselves as Oakland's team. You know, rooted in Oakland is their little catchphrase because you know they don't want to go anywhere. They're doing all they can to stay. After they've had multiple administrations who tried to leave and right. nobody wanted them. So,
0: so, okay. Another thing, too. And this is... I know we're getting on Oakland here. But it's just curious in terms of sports psychology yeah. and everything. The Raiders are leaving. Everyone knows they're leaving. They're going to Vegas. Yeah. The Raiders decided that they're leaving. They're abandoning Oakland, right? Yeah. It's basically what they're doing. But they're doing They're still it. playing in Oakland. They're still playing in Oakland. And the number of fans there are still rabid and huge Oakland Raiders fans. Yeah. And to me... I'm like, you're leaving me. You're banding me. I've been a fan of you, and you're leaving me. Why the hell are you there supporting them and giving them your money?
1: I don't know. I wouldn't.
0: I don't. That's what I don't get. I'm a huge oh, Raiders right. fan. One more good year. Well, one it, more good year, they're leaving you, man. That means they don't care
1: about you. It's interesting, because like, the Raiders left and went to L.A. A lot of um, Oakland fans uh, ad- adopted the 49ers. Right. Like You left us. I, I'm switching to the 49ers. So... Like, there's, um, there's a famous fan, and look him up because he's really entertaining, Banjo Man. Um, mm-hmm. He's this old guy with a big white beard who plays banjo It Makes sense.
0: <laughs> Never expected anything
1: less. The, the super fans always interest me oh, okay. somewhat because I'm like, I don't want to have a conversation with you, but at the same time, I'm fascinated. <laughs> I feel like you're a little bit scary and desperate for attention, but... Okay, go away now. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, Five minutes is good. Um, but yeah, so, um, that whole thing, like writers, they have a long history of jumping from place to place right. and all kinds of stuff. So I, I like my dad, he's a big Raiders fan still, even through all of that. And he's like, I don't care. Like just whatever, whatever. I'm, he watches on TV. It doesn't really right. matter.
0: So in terms of changing back to hockey and other sad things, uh, Joe Louis arena being taken down and yeah. deconstructed. And saw the picture where it's like one last face off where center ice was. Yeah. That's sad to me. Yeah. I mean, historic place on the river. So on yeah. the water and everything, and it's completely torn down. So that's that's twice now, I think, in what I think f- is it fifteen years or is it even less or is it even more than that, with Tiger Stadium, yeah, and everything too getting torn down. And yes, and it was it's nice to have new stadiums and everything too, but there's not something you can do with some of these places to make it better or revitalize it or rework it to something else. I mean, at least in Atlanta, the old Brave Stadium is being used as a football stadium now yeah. by colleges and other things. At least they're utilizing yeah. it, uh, for instance. So it's just kind of sad to see that happen to the Joe's Arena like that. Yeah. And obviously they're going to use it for something else because it's right there next to the convention center.
1: Well, so. um, the Astrodome is still sitting completely empty. Oh, yeah. And
0: that's kind of
1: weird. And that's been there like that f- ever since the Houston Texans moved to town. Yeah. So, um, well, started and right. anyway, um, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Defunct Land. Oh yeah, I've seen that. They did okay. a um, big thing about um, the Astrodome complex because they had oh, like a theme park and stuff like that. Right. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. Which the theme park failed because you had to cross over the interstate from the Astrodome to get to it.
0: Too difficult. Yes, little little difficult. So
1: you park at the AstroDome and then walk over. Well, uh, they were separate entities. So if the a- AstroDome <laughs> had an event, they're like, park. well you can't park here." So this is
0: before Uber and Lyft. Yeah, and rideshare and everything.
1: Um, well, yeah.
0: And, well, same thing with what happened with the SilverDome in Detroit too. I know it was stuck in Detroit, but it's because they've gone through so many stadiums. Yeah. SilverDome only went for like twenty-five years before they went. Oh, we're going to have a new one. This is in Pontiac which was a good 20, 25 miles north of the city. And it sat there empty. The roof collapsed. And just the video of that, seeing some of the things that were left there, and just
1: abandoned. I watched um, The Grand Tour, which is like the old Top Gear guys, Mm -hmm. and they did um, a portion where they were at a parking garage that was a big theater that a bunch of historic rock and roll people played at. Um, I'm getting into my nerdy third-man record stuff, but... um, (laughs) You know when the White Stripes were getting their start, Brendan Benson, um, like basically any like indie rock Detroit band, they played at a place called the Gold Dollar, mm-hmm. which was originally a drag club that became a, a rock venue. Oh man! Um, it had been closed for years, but it burned down recently. So there's like a whole bunch of Detroit wow. stuff that's kind of going in wow. that direction. Like obviously so, since like a lot of it was yeah. abandoned. But oh yeah, yeah.
0: so be- before we wrap wanted to look at Disney Plus because that's going to be happening in a yes. few weeks. And they released all those little videos with just rapid-fire yeah. images. Are of you excited to
1: watch the Apple Dumpling Gang? <laughs> I should have expected that from you. No, I'm excited to watch the Mandalorian.
0: Not the Apple Dumpling Gang, you bastard.
1: Jeez. Um... The Apple Dumpling... No, Darkwing Duck. Yep. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. The original DuckTales. Well, it's interesting because they went all the way back to the 40s, so you get the weird live action stuff like the Apple Dumpling Gang in there.
0: But they're not putting the racist as shit stuff on there. (laughs) The Song of the South is not there. not on there. Now, here's the thing that pissed me off, though. On Hulu, I've been... I I, I love my nostalgia 90s TV. Yeah. I, I like it because that's my veg up time. I forgot... Who it was. I think it was, um, oh gosh, it was Cuckoo. She's, a, she's a, a hockey reporter and she asked, I think, what do you do when you're trying to, to get away from hockey when you've been, or sports overloaded? I was like, I like to sit and watch nostalgic 90s TV because it's easy to watch. Yeah. You don't have to think too much when you're watching. It makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. and have like a bowl of ice cream or something. And so I was on a huge Boy Meets World kick because it's one of my favorites. Sure. I love Boy Meets World because... They address so many different things in there, especially when getting to the middle parts of it and later on, things that kids could relate to. Because, you know, those shows, the target, even though he was in high school, you're targeting middle schoolers. When he's in college, you're targeting high schoolers. It's You're always looking two or three years ahead of where the kid's actually at yeah. uh, that's watching it. So they covered a lot of those topics. Whoa. So I... What just happened? Uh, yeah, we're watching the, the game here and something just brutal happened uh, with Arizona. But... I am watching this and I'm into like season five. Yeah. Middle of the season, cliffhanger. And I go the next night to watch another episode and it's gone off Hulu.
1: Was it like culturally insensitive or something? No, no, no.
0: The whole scene oh.
1: He got hit in the puck or he got hit in the puck with the face. Yes he did. That's uh It was no one's fault. Yeah, it was just a,
0: a slapper. Yeah. Wow, hopefully it was, he's okay. Oh my goodness! Mm. Um, so it's randomly gone. It's randomly gone from Hulu. Yeah. I started looking, and it's like, oh yeah, *Boy Meets World* is going to Disney Plus. So you have to wait a month and a half. So they er- took it <laughs> off Hulu early, and Hulu's a Disney product.
1: Yeah. Disney owns Hulu. You, you gotta, get the
0: package deal. You get Hulu and you get ESPN Plus and you get you get Disney Plus. You got to build the suspense. Yeah, I know what happens, but I still want it. So, but anyways, I'm excited for Disney Plus. Excited to see what it has to offer. It's very affordable compared to Netflix. Netflix has got so much going on now yeah. that they're, you know, not renewing shows. They keep upping their price. Disney Plus and with Hulu and everything, they're gonna make some things have to change with Netflix. Netflix is gonna have to adjust for them. Yeah. Big time.
1: Yeah, you go on Netflix and it's all their original stuff. And like the whole reason you signed up for Netflix originally was because there was stuff you recognized on there. Right. With Plus, some of the yeah,
0: like stand up comedy things. I yeah. like that. Sure. I mean, some of those things. Some of the some of the original series are good. Some of them are things that oh my gosh, when you watch, you're going, this would be on the Sci Fi channel because it's a B movie.
1: Yeah. The special effects are awful. And it's like just renew for third season. How? <laughs> Uh, and really, what you want is you want to watch The Office over and over right? again. Like that's really what I'm watching. How for. I Met Your Mother. Yeah. all the time. It, that it, doesn't hold up though. For me, it does. No, I enjoy it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Or Arrested Development. I was never into that. See, I'm uh, I'm a Parks and Rec person. That's, we're that's my go-to. On, we're different on our sitcoms. Yeah, we're, we're definitely different. Um, on sitcoms. I do like Frasier. Okay, yeah, that's very intelligent yeah. sitcom as well it's it's really not <laughs> like what? um it comes off that way just because Kelsey Grammer is like uh very proper with the w- <laughs> way he speaks, but um you know there's plenty of dumb jokes on there
0: well dumb, but overall when you look at the demo that it catered to, yeah, the more intelligent people it I really guess was. So. and older just because they grew up and it was the the cheer spinoff
1: um it's <laughs> interesting though because uh people in our age demographic hate Frazier because. Mm-hmm before fraser i believe for a long time it was the simpsons and once the simpsons was over fraser came on and it was time for bed right so you hear the theme song about uh toss salads and scrambled eggs. <laughs> and <you're> like, ah, <laughs> all right time for bed so, <laughs> yeah like our entire generation just hates that show still because of that reason so hey you know what's coming up in just a couple months what star wars I know. we got to figure out what's going
0: on with Evil Ray. I mean, I mean I'm assuming we're probably going to get one more trailer.
1: Yeah, I think so. One more trailer. And Tickets it's not going to explain much. Tickets
0: should be going on sale in just a couple weeks, I would think.
1: I haven't seen Rose in any of the trailers. No, but the trailers haven't really been
0: anything except for just flashes from the movie yeah
1: has there even been like a real trailer because everything has been yeah, like it's all teasers yeah everything's been teasers or here's like the you know san diego no. comic-con exclusive they don't clip. need a trailer though i no. mean
0: we all know we're gonna go see it just to finish it up yeah we're gonna go see it so we'll see what happens there but you know what i think we need to watch the hockey game i guess so well thank you cameron
1: thank you justin